Welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. We are back again with another excellent episode of the podcast. My name is Alistair Howarth. Today, I am stepping in as the host of the podcast while Zane Nabi is currently, I believe, on a flight back to South Africa. Um, we've got a big one for you guys today. We've got an exciting guest here today. But first of all, I want to talk about a guy who's not our guest, but our fellow panelist, Francis Inquine. Francis, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you, Alistair. A real pleasure to be with you. I'm always so jealous when I see you dialing in, Francis, because I just know you're you're there warm, you're in Cameroon, you're having a good time. And I look out the window and it's already dark and raining and snowing here in the UK. So uh, I'm always jealous. <laughs> you know, we're tropical beings. As good Africans, we like to seek out the sunshine, especially in the winter months. So I won't be seeing you anytime soon. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> But today, joining us for a brilliant interview, we've got a man, a legend of African football. He's been there. He's done everything. He's he's won every CAF competition there is, Champions League, Cup Winners' Cup, Super Cup, uh, AFCON. He's been to multiple World Cups. He's also represented some of the smaller teams in this world, like Bolton and, and Birmingham City and Southampton. Um, and he's now making a brilliant career as a coach. And he's one of the few coaches that have been on multiple continents and today he's he's graced us with his presence. Radhi Jaidi, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm doing right. It's happening here to you guys. Um, it's a pleasure to be around you. I'm blessed there. And uh, Francis, um, I'm doing well. I'm keeping myself um, going, as uh, most of the people knows me. And uh, look after myself and my family and my uh, objectives as a as a as a person, as a coach, as a former player, all that stuff. Ready. M- most of us know you as kind of an imposing centre back who, who plied his trade in the Premier League. You know, terrifying defenders. I think one of my favourite memories is of I think it was a Seb Larson free kick for Burn- Birmingham when you were blocking the keeper's vision. You weren't even looking at the ball. You were just <laughs> there, standing in the way. Um, but, you know, that was quite a while ago now, kind of almost a, a decade. What, what have you been up to since? Where? What are you doing right now? Tell us, you know, where are you calling from? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, since that free kick, it was a long journey, to be fair. You know, I um, I think I finished my three-year contract, you know, in Birmingham City, and then I moved to uh, Southampton. Southampton, that time, it was um, a new owner's new project and new... Um, vision and uh i was lucky to 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 uh, be the mongoose people you know who um uh joined you know southampton that time and then helped with the with the project i was experienced player at that time so uh, i think i was 33 34 years old and um i was one of the experienced players so i helped the team you know uh, on a back-to-back promotion and then uh, help um the club, you know, get back to the Premier League and when uh, where it uh, it belongs. Because, uh, funny enough, you know, one of the reasons, you know, um, that helped me, you know, to go to Southampton, which it, my first game ever in the Premier League was was against Southampton back in 2004. And uh, I played against Southampton in the Premier League. And then in 2009, I was like, okay, what's happened to this club? But then apparently, you know, the club with, um, with the previous owners that had... Uh, problems with the administration and some point deducted and then uh, new owners came on board the Lieber Marcus Lieber and then um, they took it from there um, Adam Pardew that time was the coach uh, the manager and then uh, 
he he uh, he called me and then asked uh, asked for my service as as a former um, Bolton Wanderers and Premier League you know, player to come and help you know some of the youngest players as well and, and build the team you know to uh, to uh, to progress in the leagues. And uh, since that time, I spent obviously three years playing playing, and then I retired in two thousand and twelve. And um, I um, I took um, an assistant coach in the academy. Southampton Academy is probably one of the best at that time, um, not just in England, in Europe, who produced you know some players like you know Gareth uh, Bale and and Theo Walcott and, and Co. And um, it was a uh, it was uh, the start of my coaching career. Uh, uh, up to learn uh, as an apprenticeship and then I wanted obviously to learn the, the basics of coaching as an experienced and an international player was I thought I know football but um, basically coaching is, is totally different uh, aspect and uh, I started to learn the basics and started to uh, to connect with a lot of um, different uh, department multidisciplinary department in the academy and that helped me you know to build my um coaching knowledge and uh, finish off my um, my uh, qualification which is the the most important thing as well 2019 I entered the uh, UEFA Pro and then um, I spent obviously 18 months you know learned from from the uh, FA uh, setup and uh, going through the assessments and all that stuff it was a great, you know, um, course. Um, I enjoyed it with um, with the rest of the uh, candidates. Um, I remember Colo Three was in that that uh, course, and uh, we we had a good time um, as as candidates. And then uh, 2021, I got I got the uh, the the, um, the certificate. But then before that, I had a little experience in in USA. Hartford Athletic. Uh, it was a sort of a partnership between Southampton and uh, and Hartford Athletic. So um, as soon as I heard about the the opportunity, I took it. To be fair, because I was desperate and uh, and and sort of uh, sort of uh, saying a little bit frustrated not to be first team coach because that was my aim and my channel, my uh, ambition. Uh, so I took I took the opportunity um, with with really open arms and uh, I I enjoyed all the challenges back uh, up in in USA uh, helped the team obviously to uh, achieve the um, playoff spot uh, first time in their history uh, and then come back to uh, and then come back to Europe um, obviously my aim is to stay in Europe even though hard for the Athletic you know. Offered me two years and and good opportunity to stay there, but I felt like very far from my family, especially and uh, in Europe where where the football is is high and high level and uh, and uh, where where my aim as well to be in in the future. Um, I couldn't really find the the best opportunity in in UK. Um, because of a reason, multi reasons. One of them is the competition, and it's a competitive world, as everyone knows. And uh, uh, and um, 
clubs are very meticulous in, in choosing the uh, the the right coaches. So uh, uh, um, I I started to open doors, you know, for different countries and uh, Belgium and Cirque Bruges came on board. Um, I took I took the assistant role you know, as the first team. Um, my feeling was is under great, but I enjoyed the experience because I worked with such a great you know staff and uh, the club. They make me feel as a as a family. Uh, I like the project, which is you know based on uh, uh, developing and winning you know games. You know, especially the team is, is young team as average age of twenty three, which is aligned to my way of seeing things and my philosophy uh, of football and uh, of um, of the club but then um, but then um, you know I had I had the call from um, from Esperance of Tunisia which is my former team in in, in North Africa and Tunisia um, um, ambitious as I am and uh, I'm willing to take risks. I took the opportunity. Um, I took the opportunity to go and uh, hopefully try to help my old team as uh, to to progress and develop the right base, or especially modern modern um, structure, and uh, help the young um, quality players that we have in Tunisia in order to to um, understand the meaning of being professional and uh, hopefully I was willing to win some trophies but then you know obviously same as uh, many big clubs uh, trophies and winning is the most important thing so they didn't really um, um, show winning to to wait uh, and give give me a little bit of time you know to uh, to build that base um, and then obviously we my experience come to an end in May 2022 in Esperance and then uh, I make my way back you know to Cercle Rouge Belgium um, and uh, I uh, find back you know my uh, the 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 Cercle Rouge family um, and and um, working with with some of the uh, great young talents and try you know to um, Build again, you know the uh, the 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 experience and the connections, you know, uh, around Europe. That's that's briefly, you know, what happened since that time. Obviously, we're speaking about two thousand and six, but then previously I was in Bolton Wonders, as everyone knows. Two thousand and four, two thousand and six, it was an amazing period in 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 Bolton where I imposed myself as a the first. Have a Tunisian player, you know, to be in the Premier League and uh, scoring a couple of uh, amazing goals against big big teams and uh, uh, enjoying my Premier League experience. Now, if I if I may interject uh, with your permission, we've been doing this for quite some time, and I have to say, and I think you'll agree with me, Alistair, um, that this is the first time ever that one question was asked. And so much was shared with such eloquence and detail. And it's a truly remarkable story because these are things that I think very few people really appreciate. Um, some of the nuances or the way people arrive at places. And we started off with a, with a corner kick 
before you decided to quality that was that caught the attention of a young adult. And we ended up in 19 or in 2023 with you at Bruges and everything in between, delivered with such poise and eloquence. And this is what strikes me about you the first time I met you. Your ability to come across as somebody who knows what he wants. Do you think this element about yourself um, was always there or you developed it over time? Because till today, you remain the only player I know of who moved directly from the continent of Africa on a free transfer into the Premier League. Um, it struck me at the time when it happened. Ever since, it is always fascinating about how few players are able to manage all space directly into the top leagues in Europe and whether it stands for the quality of the character, the individual, or the opportunity, or if it's a mixture of the two. Yes, Francis, thank you very much, obviously, for the, uh, for the nice words. But um, definitely, you know, to answer your questions, it's, um, it's a bit of both, and it's a mixture of other different values that I built, you know, throughout the years. But then I think psychologically, um, I built a great resilience since uh, since the, uh, the passed away of my dad back, back in 1988, or where, where um, we had a, a family uh, shock uh, because my dad was the, the main thing at home with my mom and my brother who's ill um epileptic um that was was difficult i was i was 12 years old and the first word i've been told is you're the man of the house and that uh, you know young as i as i um i was like okay i'm still want to play in the streets i still want to enjoy myself you know with my friends and then suddenly i was like okay i need to take everything seriously start from my education as the first obviously um get away you know to 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 ensure your a good future but then uh, but then i uh, discovered uh, after, after one year whenever we went back to the south of tunisia i i was recruited for the local team it's called stad gabzian and that uh, and i took it seriously you know um and and you know, compared to my team, my teammate that time, I was not the best. But but because I took everything seriously, because of my mindset, my mindset, my mindset was telling me, okay, anything you wanna spend time on, it has to be leading to something. And then, um, and then, little by little, as you know, every time you put a challenge and you achieve it, you go, okay, what is next? Okay, I was captain in my team, and then next, okay, I wanna be international. Okay, I was like on the 15 and on the 16 international the next what is it i get i got um i got a call from the um parma academy in, in in italy that time but then i was recruited for esperance of tunisia um and then my my career start professional real professional career started in esperance when i was uh 17 18 years old and that's that's where i multiplied my efforts and my um my uh, uh, hard work. What was and, that? And especially in like, you as a young man, 
is that 17 years shouldering the responsibility almost for family. You're developing a single-blindedness towards your ability to apply yourself to the things that you believe will lead maybe to better tomorrow. But what was it like for you? A 17-year-old will be away from home. And how do you compare that with those young talents that you now are coaching? Do you have an understanding of maybe from those that are away from home, those who maybe aren't as mentally strong, the ones that maybe need an arm around them, were you one of those? Right. Or... Yeah, definitely. I think there is a mixture of feeling. Uh, um, as a coach now, I really consider, you know, everything about the individuals because I went through a lot of experiences. I was lucky to have my mom and my brother, you know, with me all the time because when I moved to Esperance, I moved by my mom and my brother. But then, but then I, I still remember the feelings of the, 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 um, the ch challenges that I faced, but also the characteristic that I need to build to face these challenges. So it was a lot of fear, a lot of, um, out of, uh, control challenges, uh, non, non-controllable, but also, uh, you're out of your uh, comfort zone. That's, that's definitely for sure. So you go, I remember Esperance is always, is always a big club who, who has, you know, big, big players that time we have, we have 90% international players who, who minimum 25 years old up to 33, 35 years old experience playing. So I was 17 years old coming, you know, thinking that I'm going to pick my start and start an 11 place. And then the, the first thing I've been told, okay, go stay away because you're not going to get, you know, this easy. So I spent five years, five, I, these five years, they were, they were the most challenging five years in my career because, because, you know, you, yeah, you almost feel yourself in between no support, no, no, um, care. Uh, but also, you know, players go to the good, go to the coach and tell him if he plays, I'm not going to play because, you know, he's still young and he do mistakes and I'm not, I'm not able to deal with. So it, it's basically harsh, harsh, very difficult environment. After you have to yourself in, you have to succeed definitely because that was my choice. And, um, and then again, so with that. I think that was that 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 the time where I felt okay. I need to make sure that I succeed in this environment. So I started to work on myself. One thing is to accept psychologically. You have to accept the challenge, but also what you need to do to adapt yourself to this challenge. And then I started to work hard. So people work in the morning. I work morning and afternoons. Uh, uh, people come at 10 o'clock, I come at 8 o'clock and then I do my, my gym and I do some basketball because we have basketball team. So I go maybe to train with the basketball team and then go as a warm-up, I used to as a warm-up and go straight to the training session to train. And then uh, I, I try to be the best in the training session. So I always try up front to be up front if it's running, if it's practicing, then I do extras. Um, so uh, and, and and then I created the autonomy. I created, you know, the consistency of hard work till the hard work becomes a fun for me. And that's why I use, you know, now 
enjoy the hard work for the young kids, but also embrace the challenge. So the first step is to accept the challenge. You don't think that you're not playing means, you know, you're not going to play uh, all your life. No. But then, but then when the opportunity comes, you're ready 100% for it. And that what happened to me in 2000 and, um, 19, uh, 1999 when I had the opportunity in the semi-final, which was hard and difficult game. We play Esperance playing in Morocco, semi-final against, uh, I think we did, uh, we did Casablanca and, uh, and there was a final game and we shouldn't, and we yeah, should, uh, and we need to, uh, yeah, African Champions League. And then I was on the bench and then one of the, uh, obviously we considered the goal the first couple of minutes and then if we considered another goal, then we eliminated. So, so I came in and then boom, I just kept the clean sheets as I came in. Uh, and then from there, everyone had the confidence of me and then include the, the president who opposed me for the final. And I played the final and I scored a goal in the final. And then, and then my career took a different, you know, um, pick from, from there. And then since that time till I retire, no one took me off my, my position. So I was, I was more than ready for my opportunity. That that's, that's what I wanted to say, but you know, the, the work and the hard work that I, I thought it was like, a obsessive hard work. Um, it was like anything needs, you know, for me to improve, I've done it and I was committed and, uh, and, uh, focused on, on, on myself. Um, and I still have this. Sorry. I might choose you there for that. Maybe now you don't have, or you've encouraged that kind of attitude from the players that you coach and ability to be autonomous. To have the individual drive within yourself. Yeah, definitely. I use I use this, you know, now you know to uh, to influence and try, you know, to um, to engage players. Obviously, it's different different word now, different uh, generations. Generation um, generation was say again. Do you find this new generation softer? Uh, um. um it's not, it's not being soft or, 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 or resilient or hard. I think, I think it's more about, you know, what influence these generation are influenced with. And I, I think it's, it's, it's difficult, you know, it's difficult when you're influenced with a fake word. And I think, you know, the social media and the internet, you know, YouTubes and all these platforms give them the wrong message. Um, when. When, when you see only the final result of, of any successful person and this person, you know, commercially come out and say, oh yeah, I do this because he get money of that, you know, product, just you want to sell that product. So basically he's not saying the truth, you know, the truth is basically for him to attain that level, he worked hard, he may be sacrificed some some stuff like you know his own whatever family time or his own you know friend or party or whatever time to to get that but also he may be being patient and waiting for time you know to 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 get to that result but but this generation they don't see that and when they face that they just give up because they think oh this is wrong this must be wrong 
it's not my mistake, it's the mistake of the people around, maybe the coach, because it's not picking them to play, it's his mistake, because I'm I'm ready. Yeah, you're ready because he's wearing, you know, nice pinky boots, and then maybe has swag and nice haircut, and he looked good, and he has an agent, and he has, you know, people, he has a nice uh, social media, you know, uh, followers, but, but he's not coming to training session ready to put a shift, do double, work hard, you know, spend, you know, half an hour or, or more, you know, practicing a free kick or corner or, or, or set or, or technical skills, you know, to improve himself. That That's reality. And I think, I think the clever one now, and that's, that's, that's what, what, what I think. I think now the, this generation, only the clever ones, the ones who think simply, they're the ones who make it. Be, or, or the ones who are, you know, um, flexible or positive mindset, they're the ones who make it. Because, you know, if you, if you fix it mindset and if you don't need to improve because you have certain skills or you have a certain ability, you know, to score goals or to defend, then, then you're not going to make it for longer. That's very well put. I've never thought about it. It's, it's not enough for me. It's, it's the mindset. For me, it's the mindset. That's the key of this generation. Now. So, for example, like you started off dealing with this next generation, should at Southampton. And Southampton is the same with well, the Southampton way. Like you said, it goes beyond the British shows. Uh, we've been working in football for the best part of 20 years. Yeah. And the Southampton way here, through the years, has produced so many. One of whom was Gareth Bale, who's just uh, retired from international football. They've been doing this for a long time. Uh, what did you find about what it is that they do? How they made me find this far for the coaching team? And when you compare it to maybe what you knew at Espinosa, for example, before, or uh, maybe even at a Bolton, I know you also spent some time at Birmingham, my memory is right. Uh, through your journeys, you've seen different styles of coaching, different, uh, different cultures. What what do you think is interesting at Southampton that makes Southampton, the Southampton way, stand out the way it does? A friend of mine once mentioned the fact that they made sure that their players are in tune with the academic challenge as well. So they insist on you staying in school and so that way the intelligence on the field is also the ability to make the brain tick. I really don't know because I don't know the experience. Maybe you can share with us. Yeah, yeah uh, um, you know, I think, you know, when I went to Southampton, I, uh, then that time I discovered, you know, the um, the coaching work because when, even in Bolton and Birmingham, I was a first team player. I was more focused on myself and obviously the competition. It was difficult to 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 connect with the academy, but I had the I had the opportunity to play some reserve teams sometimes, um, get some young players. Uh, it was a bit of um, I think it, it's going back to me. You know, it was a bit, the connection was a bit fade. You know, in different clubs with the, with the academy because 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 I was, as I said, the first team player focused just on my competition and my performance and all that stuff. But then when I went to Southampton, even in terms of age, I was matured enough to uh, to ask questions. 
the the why and and how and and what and all that stuff and then um, and then again what the the first thing you know who come to your eye and your mind in Southampton is the that everything is linked to each other so it's like a family environment you know you know people with faces and names and they around you and they are there to support you and care about you not just on the pitch it's outside as well and this is what makes difference in Southampton you know uh, other thing we 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 uh Southampton because of the uh, obviously the financial um uh we we didn't have the best player in in the country but we came on we came on with a philosophy that that we bring players with potential to be the best and players with areas to improve and gaps to 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 fill in um and but we 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 put more money in in the staff and the expertise so we have a lot of expertise and a lot of you know departments and i think you know um one of the people who are the great impact you know in the academy and especially the structure of the academy is les reed les reed has a a, a huge experience in uh, with the fa previously he was he was in a in a administration and, and he was the director at some point but also he, he coached and he knows the meaning of of developing with him, with him came Martin Hunter, who's again one of the I think best, you know, coach developer. Um, and then he, they both came and they put the straight structure in the academy, and that helps as well a lot to to build a great structure that um, link all age groups to to the first team, and then and then you can see the two lines going from top to bottom, from bottom to top, you know from first team to on the five on the four um and in the same time we build the world class you know training ground um an academy as well that helps obviously the structure the infrastructure helped as well to to emphasize these points and then from there players started obviously to believe that they have a, a chance of the best that's the best thing you know ever you know i i learned from from southampton which is yeah, which is creating the path, you know, for these young players, and then they see players going from the academy up to the first team, and then play in the Premier League. And the big example is James Ward Prowse. Um, but then, but then, but then, you know, our challenge Southampton was how we can keep, you know, our players playing in the first team, not lose them like Gareth Bale or Theobald Gods, and then maybe Alex Chamberlain, and, and after that. And, and and some of the players. So that, our challenge is try to keep you know these players to play for the first team and then maybe get to the highest as possible in the table. But then inside, again, we focused on you know experts, you know uh, multidisciplinary team, you know fitness psychology, and especially we had the we had the great you know education department, uh, which is uh, which is. Uh, a huge, a huge, because you know, we don't accept players not not fulfilling you know their expectation you know in the in, in education. So play, players don't 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 do their school right, where they don't train right. That we don't we don't give them the opportunity to train. So we 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 um we give more impor- importance you know to the uh, to to education anyway. 
but then um, but then again you know the, i think the best thing in, in southampton was um the caring so the players uh we uh we look after them just in, inside out um we don't we don't let the players down players if they're not good in football uh or they get injured or long-term injury or maybe a career injury then we uh with the something else we we give them we give them a different pathway different you know uh experience and then i think the best example is to see now for example shamakui who's um who's retired because of the injuries and uh and then uh, he's now coaching in in the, in the academy. And then similar as you know, Summer Queen, there is two or three examples who's who back who back to the academy now, and they they're working for Southampton. And and this is was the country. Um, and then again, that what make me stay ten years in the club. Uh, even though I thought I thought I, I stayed more than I expect, but you know I didn't feel the ten years because I was feeling like like home. He sounds you know like. Uh, Exactly. So it becomes like a, a normal for me to be in Southampton and uh, a normal for, normal for me, you know, to help this club because, you know, the club, you know, um, they give me every day and I need to give back to this club and then try, you know, to keep this club, you know, in the highest. Um, and then again, you know, not just me, everyone feeling that. It changed a little bit when when some of the, when the um, ownership changed. Um, but then, but then I think the people who's been there for a long time, they have the same mentality and they have the same approach. Fine. It's quite interesting. So did you find like a culture shock just switch over to the U.S. or given they have a partnership with the community? Because I believe they were trying to learn about this Southampton way, I believe was part of the deal. On a continuation of sorts with what's uh, into this, but I know sports in America is very different. How did you find that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the cultural shock is is there anyway because you know spending spending ten years in probably in a world class um, academy and, and football club uh, with a lot of um, facilities, um, weather structure, infrastructure. Um, a lot of support. You you kind of like a you protected and you're in a, like a little bubble. Uh, with with um uh, yeah with a lot of um, you know um, action around it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like a VIP bubble, and then suddenly you find yourself you know in um an environment where, where like you said, they're still learning about football, they're still learning about soccer, and they have different views as well. Because American people, um, at least you know the football industry, they they want to create different different style and different approach to to football than than Europe because because they're American, they they have the baseball, the basketball, and they have different sports which are, which is probably worldwide you know uh, sports and they their business, so they want to see different way, different different approach, but also. I'm out of my home, so I'm trying to find, you know, different, you know, I, I'm trying to find my direction. I'm trying to find my way to be, to be head coach and, and, to, and uh, my style. Uh, but then, but then, you know, I, I kept my, my task simple, which is, um, try to, 
try to emphasize and consolidate my football philosophy as a, as a football coach because I'm still trying some stuff but also you know try you know to help as maximum as possible with what I've learned and what I know about football in 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 in, in, in the USL environment the good I think that what make it easier for me is is the club still finding their direction as well so so they're based you know their direction on some of my views and some of my you know philosophy um you know starting from principles of play and on the pitch uh, and then um, and style of play also but also outside is is the leadership and, and management you know uh, perspective not necessarily that took everything but because because they have a different view they have different you know approach but but again you know i i help to to build the base um which has helped the club you know the year after you know to to start from halfway not from the bottom and um so what is the then, change? Uh, which one football way or outside because <laughs> yeah both i don't know if you have if you have time if you have time, we got two us right now. We got a lot. Of... <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I look, look. You know, my my football philosophy is is based on um, creating or building um, a team who um, who work with a lot of energy, a lot of intensity, and uh, and hard work, which is not surprised. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying not to let the opposition, you know, keep possession of the ball. So I press high at times to get the ball back and try, you know, to uh, to score goals before they organize and before they uh, they get you know to the shape. But also, I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a coach who wanted my team to keep possession at times. So manage the moment the moment where where you know um, we 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 looking for the right you know spaces and the right you know. Um, um uh out of balance you know to exploit um my players need to be leaders uh players who who know what to do and but also understand the the moment like i said so they uh they can manage it um and this is reflected in my training session my training session are all challenging um take the place out of their uh comfort zone challenge them with a lot of rules and a lot of you know um uh, sessions that uh work on on the principles which is press counter press um com- block, block compact defensively and then uh, playing out from the back switch a play and then you know, shots on target or shots on target to score goals so these are the main, main principles of course you know through the years i changed a little bit because i feel you know sometimes if you if you try to play out against a good pressing team, of course you know you're putting yourself on you're putting yourself you know uh, in a danger. So so for me sometimes you know playing out from the back it's it's just you know going above the first and the second line and then try you know to to get the first and the second ball and play from there. So create an overload in some some areas you know to to get the to get the second ball and play from there. So try to be flexible and adaptable to the uh, opposition weaknesses uh, and use your uh, your strength outside outside the pitch same as many teams you know respect is is the number one value 
respect yourself, your teammates, and the club. Of course, when you say the club, the staffing included. Um, um, commit, commit to your uh, uh, objective. Commit to your uh, the team's objective. Commit to the club's strategy and uh, and and obviously objectives. Uh, work hard toward that objectives, and then win in mentality. Because I feel I feel in the academy maybe more of like development, but winning mentality, it's is very important for me. Winning is not just winning three points. Winning is is coming every day to reach the uh, the productivity level. So you can't go back home and you think, no, I didn't I didn't you know benefit from today. I just been there because uh, yeah I need to go there. I think you know winning is is take you out of the comfort zone and always try you know the benefit of everything you everything you do include the training sessions so when you go to training sessions when we say today is is a pressing day we're going to work on pressing or whatever we have to produce and, and 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 bring the most of it and then go back home you know almost satisfied with uh, with your uh, with your performance and again you know it, the most important for me is productive be productive reach the is, is past the level of being performing but also being productive you know that, that on a daily basis that will give you the, the results.